Welcome to Was It Good, a podcast by three brothers. Today we are talking Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. How does this film compare to the other Spider-Man films? How is it related? And is it living up to all the hype you are hearing? I'm your host, Ravi, joined by my two brothers, Christian Arjuna. What's up? Let's swing into action. Oh, my God. Did you I'm see done. what I did I'm there? Done. I, I'm, I'm out. Did you see I'm what out. I did I'm there? That I'm, was, that, I'm, I'm going to lie real uh, quick. Just a real quick side note here. That took me all of two minutes I'm, to come up with. I'm out. That is that is 119 seconds too long. That was amazing, right? Like, no. As an intro, no. did I do well, guys? Guys? No. Swing into action. Guys, as the middle brother, I, I really need to know that I will say I'm this. doing well. In I, w- I will say this about what you just said. Peter Parker is kind of known for his really corny one-liners, so you you did well. Yeah, you made him look like a comic genius. Yes. I'm a so. genius. I am I am the one. Anyway, so Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I'm just going to start. It was Boss the Wall is amazing. Uh, I 100% agree. Well, that was a great podcast. Let's and we're it. done. I hated it. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> All right. That was a good pod. Uh, I do actually real quick. We're right, right before we start. Uh, I've been seeing billboards everywhere. For Into the Spider-Verse, we live in L.A. And we do? We do. Wow. And on the billboard, it says, Best Animated Movie of the Year. Can we go a step further than that? And say what? Well, I think that's, that's a movie. I think that's, a, la- that's a later conversation once we, we go through the whole thing. You mean the podcast? Yes. Oh, yeah, Christian, you're Let, jumping ahead. Am I let's, jumping ahead? Let's build up you're to that. You're jumping way, way ahead. Yeah. We haven't I even talked about the outline, so I was anyway, like, yeah, it was a good time Arjuna, your initial reaction, because Christian is clearly not following pro. You know, I saw, <laughs> I think we saw, we started seeing trailers for this about a year ago. We saw the little teaser Great, of, thank you. of Miles with Peter in the subway, and it's like, so I'm like you, or something like that. And I was just like, oh, what are you know, they're doing like an animated movie, and I was like, oh, Miles Morales, that could be cool. Whatever, whatever. I didn't give it much, you know, much mind or much attention, and uh, I was like, okay, so let's see what happens and go from there. And uh, potatoes, potatoes. But you know, uh, we we kind of went through this year and had some obviously some of the biggest superhero movies with Avengers: Infinity War and uh, um, Aquaman, obviously, and Ant Man and the Wasp, and Ant Man and the Wasp. So you know, some some good ones, some not so great ones, and Black Panther. You know, um, I started hearing some buzz about this in the last few months, knowing some people that had seen early cuts, and well, they also the, did a big thing at Comic Con too. Yeah, so so there was a lot of there was a lot of positive buzz around this movie the last few months. Um, which I think raised expectations, at least for me, a little bit. And I will say, going into the theater, I was a little nervous because, you know, when you go into a movie and your expectations are raised, uh, especially with something as beloved as Spider-Man that you've grown up with, you start to worry that you are you're going in with too high of expectations and you're going to be disappointed. And I was not disappointed by this movie at all. I, I loved every minute of it. And I was I was sad when it ended because I wanted more. I really loved the art direction. I really loved the feel of it. I thought from the very first frame we were in it. Uh, animated movies take a long time, obviously, because they're animated. There's a lot of art style. This movie is very unique because... It uses a lot of traditional animation with um, a lot of like cell shading and stuff. Yeah, if someone was telling me that they 3D rendered it first, the whole yes. thing, and then they went over and then uh, did a, a traditional hand-drawn overlay. Right. And that process, the process of 3D rendering it doesn't take too long in this day and age. What takes long is obviously the hand-drawing portion. 
It took them oh, about a week to do one second of the film. Yeah, which wow. is crazy. And you kind of felt that watching the whole movie, that everything was a labor of love. Every single detail, you know, every single visual, every single uh, line that was recorded, the music, everything was meticulously uh, chosen and selected. And it was true art. It was it was, it was was a true art form to watch in that. And that's why I enjoyed every single part of it. It didn't feel like it was just a quick money grab from Sony, which is what a lot of these movies feel like. Yeah. You know, it's it started out that way. What, the movie? Yeah, oh, of, cor- oh, yeah, no, of no, course. No, no, no. When they pre- pitched this thing, I mean, like, and I, this is one of the, the talking points is Miles Morales as a character, right? He was introduced in 2011. Yep. You know, some. Qu- I'm going to give the quick, you know, uh, footnotes or whatever on Miles is. He's a person that gets bitten by a radioactive spider. Whoa. The radioactive spider, though, is not from his dimension. What? Uh, or even necessary time period. <gasps> right. Correct. And Correct. because of all of this, you know, things are set in motion. He gets powers, et cetera, et cetera. And what's interesting with this take on Spider-Man is, you know, he is a uh, half African-American, half uh, Puerto Rican uh, descent kid. You know, he is, a, you know, from Brooklyn. He has that Brooklyn style, you know, with the Nike wearing shoes. You know, the the cool music, which, you know, is another big piece of this film, which I loved, is the soundtrack. We saw this movie three weeks ago, four weeks ago. I'm still listening to that soundtrack almost every day. Yeah, you are. It's true. Uh, I walked into the apart- into uh, Ravi's apartment today, and he was blasting the soundtrack. Sounds actually, uh, great song. Actually, uh, we did some karaoke last night, and that was the first song It was. Uh, we did. It was just me and Ravi in there, and he threw on Sunflower. Because it's such a good song. You didn't yeah. do Venom? <coughs> No, we fuck did. Venom we and also fuck Batman. <laughs> Whoa, fuck Batman! Damn. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, back to my original point of you know the money graph for Sony is Sony looked at this and was like, whoo, If we pick this diverse character, it's gonna create controversy. And you know, before we did this podcast, I was just looking up for shits and giggles, Spider-Man into the into the Spider Verse controversy and the first thing that came up was uh an article and this is back around comic-con and you know uh, uh vulture is the ones that did the article and it's titled why spider-man into the spider-verse is not a political movie so people were already kind of being like hey yes he you know he's he's a uh half african-american half puerto rican character it's not a political movie we're not trying to do a thing we're just trying to do a uh interesting take on a character that you everyone has known since you know the 60s right a different take a different take on it but you know to the original point of a money grab yeah it's sony knew what they were doing no no for sure definitely knew but what they the were movie doing. doesn't feel that way no definitely that, not like you said yeah point. which i think is great and it's, i think and it's I th- a nice blend i think yeah. of both worlds and i think what's cool is it takes the very familiar element of spider-man everyone knows the story of peter parker everyone knows you know it's this this generic kind of white teenager who becomes a superhero and it introduces you to to not just the Miles Morales version, but like the Spider Gwen version. And I think for a whole new generation of kids and you know youngsters that are out there, they're youngsters. going they're going to grow up youngsters. with these yeah with these new versions. How old are you? With these the new well with these new versions of Spider Man that I think are going to become immensely popular. They're already pretty popular, but I think this movie will propel them to a new stratosphere where. Okay, Spider Man doesn't necessarily just have to be Peter Parker anymore. Correct. Yeah, and, and uh, what's his face? The the fat Spider Man actually says that you know it's not about the the power or whatever. You know anyone can be Spider Man. Put the mask on is what yes. you do with those ability. Remember, kids, mm-hmm. 
With great power nope. comes great responsibility. <laughs> Responsibility. Uh, I'm just going to throw this in there real quick. I still think the best Spider-Verse team-up was actually done already in the 90s. The 1990s anime Spider-Man series. Oh, yeah. The, the Clone Wars. The, uh, the, the series finale where um, Madam Web pulls all the different yep. interdimensional Spider-Man. And what's interesting about that, too, is they all did Peter Parker as, you know, a white male. Well, well what's that? Well, because Miles Morales and right. Spider-Gwen didn't even exist yeah, right, exactly. at that point, you know? And I think, was it you, Archie, that said about Spider-Gwen? She was invented or created... Because of Gwen, because of Emma Stone's Gwen, yes, from right. the terrible, uh, amazing Wait, Spider-Man. Really? Movie. That yeah, was that right. was the inspiration. So, so Emma Stone's portrayal of Gwen Stacy brought back a, a revitalization in the interest in Gwen Stacy, and so for, in the comic book world, they became they created Spider Gwen, which now uh. became popular to popularize in an animated movie, which now I think will become popular enough to make into one one day. A live action movie. Totally. You know, it's the same thing with Miles Morales. Miles Morales came around because they were recasting Tobey Maguire and they wanted an alternative um, an alternative choice just in case they went with a different, a, not a white actor, essentially. Hmm. So good stuff, really. Um, you know, keep, kind of keeping this moving along here, you know, we talked a little bit about the soundtrack. What, like, Christian, what did you think? You know, you're uh, probably the big music guy in our group. Really? Sure. Uh, not really. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say other than what you guys have already said. It, it was incredible. The soundtrack is amazing. Not just the soundtrack, though. Honestly, the whole sound design. So, obviously, we've talked about how it looks. You know, we talked about the voice acting. Um, but the actual sound design itself, it sounds incredible. You know, uh, of course, seeing it in a big theater always helps. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't think I have too much more to add other than... Awesome. I need to listen to it because I haven't really been listening to the soundtrack. What? But get out. I mean, I haven't been listening to music in general uh, recently. Oh, is this a new diet? Yeah, yeah. It's a di- it's a diet uh, from sound. I think we have a sound. Sound uh, hurts, right? Oh, we have a we have a comment. Well, that's on, on the, the Twitch. Twitch thing that we're doing. Sup, squad. Sup. Wait, what's the name there? Uh, gotta give him a callback. Shout out, Ritores. Anyway, for those listening, we're also twitching this as well. There's nothing to do with the actual pod, the actual but podcast. But whoopsie. But you know, if you are listening to this podcast, you know we are. Was it good? We are a podcast that review movies primarily and sometimes TV shows. So you can. Why are you speaking so be, weird? Because I am a robot. <laughs> no, so you know we do movies and TV shows, and you can follow us uh, at Was It Good on Twitter and at Was It Good BTM on Instagram. Newly launched uh, Instagram <laughs> handle that we just have just for the podcast. Um, we realized it can be confusing a little bit because we have this podcast, but um, over the podcast we have the larger Bad Tacos Media Group, which N- is now you just made it the, confusing. The just leave it at Was It Good. Well, I, you know, I'm just informing people. Was it's it a good long podcast. podcast. Was it good? <laughs> was it good? That was the commercial break brought to you by Arjuna. He just got a haircut. <laughs> Thank you. So, so in the movie, Peter Parker, unfortunately, dies, right? The Peter Parker of the Miles Morales universe. He dies. Spoiler by, alert. He dies by um, Kingpin punching him in the face really hard. Uh, smashing, smashing his, his skull his body. in it, right? And then they dump the body. 
Actually, yeah, so King Ping tells one of his henchmen get rid of the body, and then the next scene is the funeral of Peter Parker slash Spider-Man. Yes. This henchman should probably be fired, right? No, it, it, it's... Like, get rid of the body. Everybody now knows that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. <laughs> but I That's think King Ping, I think I Ping kind of wanted that because he utilizes the loss of Spider-Man for more of a grab um, in terms of... Power, like in terms evil of power. power. Yeah. So that seemed to be part of his oh, wait, actually, machinations. Actually, sorry. Kingpin does get his revenge on that bad henchman because that bad henchman is, spoiler, is Miles Morales' uncle. The Prowler. The Prowler, mm. and he shoots him. So he got his revenge. I have one quick question about uh, the uncle. Uh, is that the same character that's portrayed by Childish Gambino in the Homecoming movie? It's never, like, it's not an official thing. Okay. I mean, you could draw that kind of conclusion for sure. It's the uncle, right? Because isn't in the movie... In the movie, he mentions about his nephew. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's like, ooh. I think it is the same character. Or the same idea, right? Exactly. Okay. I I was just Could you imagine Charles Cambino, or excuse me, Donald Glover as the Prowler? No. I can't imagine. Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Nobody can... like If they were going that round, they're like, we need a live action. Do him... Live action, because he could do it. Be, I mean, he's he's got presence. I mean, he's in True Detective. The new season of True Detective. Oh right? man, we we got to do I'm that one. He's so also excited. he's also by far the best part of Luke Cage. Yeah, and after he passes, because oh yeah, of his that's crazy true. Cousin, it gets kind that's of the boring. show really. Luke, Luke Cage was good for the first half of season one. That's yeah, true. because of him because because yeah. he was he's amazing. a great actor. And then they kill him off, and it's like, oh, why would you get rid of your best asset, Marvel? It's like if Daredevil season one had killed off, killed off Kingpin halfway through. Oof. Yeah, but that's the problem. Oh, we're side tangent here. Side but that's tangent. Okay. But that's the problem with the Netflix Marvel shows is they always have better villains than good guys. Yeah. First season of Jessica Jones. Did you really care about Jessica Jones, or did you care? I about, mean, no, I, I did. About, I cared uh, about her David story. David Tennant more. I cared about her story because of David Tennant's performance. Yeah, I yeah, I would say that. In I feel season, like you tricked yourself. In season one of Jessica Jones, I would have like I I did care about Jessica Jones. But, uh, but then by season two, it was it just got kind of old, and you know I got really sick of it. But I agree with you though. Uh, David Tennant's character, what's his name? Kill Switch, kill something. Killgrave. Killgrave. <clears throat> not he, to was be confused, he was definitely more interesting. Not to be confused with Killmonger, uh, also yes. within the MCU, <laughs> uh, played by Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Who also plays Adonis Creed uh, in the Rocky franchises franchise, which has been confirmed to be part of the MCU. Everything at the end of the day is part of the Disney it's MCU not. universe. Right, anyway, back to the um, podcast. To Venom. 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 So yeah, so Peter Parker is, you know, brutally murdered. Voiced by Chris Pine. Voiced by Chris Pine. And I'm not going to lie, I teared up a little bit in the funeral sequence because of the music and Peter Parker is dead and everyone's all sad. And then they did this really nice thing where... Miles Morales is at the funeral and he said, and, and Mary Jane is talking and says something along the lines of, you know, it's up to you. And then he, Miles Morales says, yeah, it is up to me. And then some clown next to him says, I think she's talking to everybody. And why bring this up is because this movie did an amazing job with playing with your emotions. You were on an emotional roller coaster sure. throughout the whole thing. And this whole piece and everything takes place in, what, 15 minutes? I think that's an amazing accomplishment to make you feel laughter hard and sadness. Hard to do. Very hard to do. Very hard to hard do. Hard to play with those emotions. I mean, even when you meet um, Aunt May for the first time. Oh, yeah. You know, this was the, a very different adaptation <laughs> of Aunt May we've ever seen. Aunt May is 
almost always the damsel in distress. I mean, do you yeah. remember the Tobey Maguire part? Yeah, I, I mean, she was like an eighty-year-old woman who, like, just she was adorable. How yeah, dare you? But a damsel in distress, while she felt like even even she, with just like 10, 15 minutes of screen time, mm-hmm. felt more fleshed up than she's ever been ever before in any live adaptation. You know. But do you think though that's in part because like? Animation films compared to live action films. One, I, I'm going to make the argument that live action or um, animation films are easier to play on the emotional strings than live sure. action. I mean, look at films like Wall-E, Toy Story. Uh, I yeah. mean, Pixar does it all the freaking time. Where Aquaman. You're like, where uh, you're just uh, like, here's the finger. Stop uh, playing with my emotions. Do you guys remember the movie Inside Out? Yeah, yep. I cried like a little baby that, that for that. Movie, I'm not, not going to lie. Uh, animated TV shows, too. I just finished watching uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. There were so many moments in that in that series where I was, I like felt something like far more than any live action movie I've ever watched or live action show. I think you can, you can fall, like for animation, especially if you're more accepting of the art form, which we all are. We grew up with cartoons. So I think clearly cartoon, cartoon. it's easy for us to fall into that type of world. But when you're seeing another human being, you know, it, it takes a certain amount of performance from that human being to convince you that they're playing this character not just whoever they are while you see that animation i've never seen the animated style of miles morales so i buy it immediately Mm, do you think though in part maybe it's i mean we're getting like philosophical and way off topic here but you people chose to listen to us so get over it do you think in part when it when you're comparing live action to animation in terms of like believing or believability of, of uh, an actor's performance, do you think in part though it also comes to our society's uh, desensitization to things that are happening in the world? And what I mean by that is, you know, we're consistently hearing of like school shootings and bombings and disease and this and idiots running the country and whatever. Do you think there is a desensitization where? You know, you're watching the news or news coverage or whatever, and you see somebody crying because of some truly traumatic thing. And then when you compare it to like a, a movie or whatever, you've seen it so many times, your brain's just kind of like, whatever. I don't care per se. Yeah, I've you know, I, I think that's been that's a huge argument uh, against video games, right? That it desensitizes people and you know it allows them to do all these horrible things, which by the way hasn't been proven. Um, so I think it's the other way. I think it's news media has desensitized, and that's why we're able to go and do it because you're consistently seeing real world, real life atro- atro- atrocities, atrocities, yeah, happening. Yeah. So you're able, your brain is already to like cut it off. While in animation and stuff, you know, if you see a cute, cuddly tin thing called Wally, and you know. It's yeah. sad or whatever. You don't see that in everyday real world. It so stre- it's a brand new thing stretches to your brain. It stretches the imagination. So back to like this movie with this style of animation. We've never seen this animation before. Yeah. We've never seen this type of character or visual get upset or cry. And it's going to play, I think, a little bit on those um, emotion strings. I've never, I never I just thought of that. The world. I, n- I never thought of, I've never actually thought of it like that. Like where the novelty of the visual stimuli would pull you in more I, honestly if i'm being honest i don't know if i agree with that i think if this was even just in, done in the a cartoon style the way that it was crafted i think we would still have the same emotional reaction i think that i don't think the the novelty of the visual stimuli is is what made us feel something i think it was the performance it was just you know the care that was taken with it um, i would love for somebody to kind of 
I don't even know if it's possible to try and do a live action shot for shot like that first mm. 20 minutes and see if you can feel the same thing. I mean, it's going to be tough. Or in people it, the same I way. I mean, it's going to be tough to do because we've seen it obviously in an yeah. animated style. But hey, I think I think the other part of it too is that art in general when you're when art is depicting real life to get the same emotional impact you have to exaggerate it a little bit you know what i'm saying so like uh to for have a believable human performance if it's too exaggerated you don't buy it but for some reason when you're watching a cartoon or you're watching a 3d animated movie the ex- you buy the exaggerated expressions because they've got to impart the same emotional impact right and i think because the visuals and the sound is a little bit exaggerated and because we we buy it more i think where our emotional reaction follows suit you know so we we can buy the exaggeration in uh, a cartoon or 3d animated movie whereas in if we saw a live action exaggerated it's just bad acting right so and and it takes us out of it yeah that's true yeah Mm. i think you're right there with bad or it comes across as overacting yeah like i think toy story 3 is a good example of that like you know you make Toy Story a live action movie with live actors. God damn, it's like one. Of, it's probably one of the worst movies ever made, right? But because you could buy those toys, you know. I bet Aquaman would be a pretty decent animated movie. Agreed, a hundred percent. So you're gonna laugh at me for this. DC, is they're great at animated movies. Their movies are great. They're wonderful. They are action packed and and wonderful. But they do the same thing where you care about the characters in such a short amount of time. So there is an Aquaman Justice League movie. I bet that's great. I loved it. I thought it, I think yeah. it's one of the better ones. Um, I think it came out in 2016 or something. To me, it's like the best 2016 DC movie. So what's interesting is a lot of Marvel animated <laughs> properties suck. Like so so. Wait, Marvel? Yeah. Oh, interesting. A, a well, lo- I don't. Did you ever watch the Spider Man? The newer Spider-Man series that they did? I didn't, I didn't think it was that good. I, I liked it. I, I thought it was interest, I, more interesting. I, it was comedy. I think, the best, I think the best things that they've done like was the 90s Spider-Man show. Yeah. I think the Sony animated Spider-Man mil- movie moves to the top of the list, in my opinion. But other than that, like the the animated Iron Man show that they had, and well, back in the nineties, yeah, that was that bad. was god awful. That and was then, too many characters. I don't remember that one. It was just bad. It was, bad. it was bad. And yeah. it was like a Transformers ripoff almost. Like that's what they kind of tried uh, to yeah, make. Yeah, because they did like the Hall of yeah. Armors and, and yeah, all that fun it, stuff over and over. And, it, and like they they just didn't utilize the style correctly, while. It's worked for their live action properties, so it's just interesting to see those philosophies. Like, so clearly, like DC knows how to make animated movies, but not live action movies, and clearly Marvel knows how to make, on a whole, live action movies for the most but not part. animated movies. Yeah, which is yeah, very interesting. So moving along here, uh, choo choo. What did we all think? You know, going back to like, so they kill Peter Parker. This is accurate to what happens in the comics. The whole the whole uh, movie is pretty pretty accurate. a pretty spot on adaptation. Correct. Yeah, okay. there, there, I think there is a slight difference between the uncle and the father, uh, but I think the point still comes across. Yes, you know, right. The father dies in the in the comics. In the comics. He does. He does pass, okay. and the uncle takes him under the wing to kind of like Got it. get him up there and whatever. Uh, but Peter Parker and the original Spider-Man passing—that's a definite. That does happen, um, and it is kind of big and shocking to to Miles. It's just shocking in general because when have we, in any adaptation, really, that's been 
movie and live action or animated in a TV show or animated movies, have we seen the death of Peter Parker? Oh, never. This is, that, the, first. This is the first time, right? The first on screen. On yeah. screen, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, it's happened in the, the comic books before. Many times. Um, yeah, Civil War, there was one arc too. But like, to, just to find, like, like to see it happen, like that was just like, whoa. Like Spider-Man seemed more mortal than Wolverine in some ways. So, do you remember the crossover between the X Men and the, and the Spider Man? Oh, yeah, yeah. The so good. X-Men one. good. This Beast and Wolverine, and then so good. That monster that was weird. Mutants. Because, actually, yeah. Quick, quick, quick tangent. Was wasn't that based on uh, like his genes mutated and becomes an actual spider? That happens just after. Oh, There's okay. he has the fear of that happening, and I I remember Beast being like, you know, here's an antidote potentially. I don't think it works. It makes him into the spider? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Moving right along, you know, we want to keep keep this going, keeping relating to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. We all, as we know, we got to see multiple versions of Spider-Man from different um, universes and so forth. One of my favorite ones was definitely the noir Spider-Man, voiced by none other than crazy man Nicolas Cage. <laughs> He's back. Which he did. If if they, I really do hope. I heard a rumor somewhere that they are thinking about like a spinoff. I can't see it potentially actually working as a full movie, but I would love for it to happen. It should be a short. I mean, a short would be great like, too. Like a ten, a ten to fifteen minute short with just that would be incredible. That would be amazing. Who? who what do we all think of that? Like Nicolas Cage jumping Loved in. Loved it. You know, there were other voice actors like Chris Pine was in there. Chris obviously. Pine was the original Peter Parker. John Mulaney was uh, Spider-Pig. Um, nice. Leah Schreiber was Kingpin. Really? Yeah. Jake oh Johnson was schlubby Peter Parker. He's the one from um, New Girl, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zoe Kravitz was Mary Jane. Oh, oh wow. wow! I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. So I've, I mean, very good, very very good um, voice cast all around. Yeah, for real for it, for the entire movie. Yeah, the voices were spot on. I felt like the who they cast and you know how it came across was perfect for every character. I mean, the, the one amazing line, I think the best line of the entire film was Nicolas Cage, where he says, "I light matches and let them burn all the way to the end just to feel something." <laughs> oh, and then um, yeah, so many good ones. The, oh, that's good. Though. Miles' dad was voiced by. Brian Tyree Screen, who's Paperboy from Atlanta. Oh yeah! Um, oh, that's so good. So I watch cool. that. Atlanta, yeah, you gotta great. just I mean, with that performance I, alone. They they come up with a new season every two years, so it shouldn't be hard to catch up. Yeah, that, it goes. I actually still need to watch the second season. It's Fox or uh, yeah, Fox. FX FX because FX has yeah. got all the movies. <coughs> Sorry, I have, I have a cough. Don't worry, with Disney buying Fox, they'll probably cancel all good shows. So it's a family company. <laughs> Family. Damn it. Donald Glover's not family friendly. I mean, you could argue he yeah, I guess he is. I think what's interesting with what you mentioned about, you know, Spider uh, you know, Spider Man Noir and you know, all the other different versions of um Spider Man. Obviously Spider Gwen was actually voiced by Haley uh Stein. She's in the Bumblebee movie. She was in Bumblebee, she's been she was her first big thing was um True Grit as the girl um across from uh Jeff Bridges. Did you just memorize all this these Because I just want to point out, obviously for those for those listening, you can't see us. Arjuna doesn't have his phone or laptop out. This is just off memory. He does his research, man. Clearly. I'm prepared for this. Are pod. you like a producer or something? I'm a, uh, I'm a, I'm a podcast producer. He's a oh, hick. Wow. But 
so she was i mean she was great in it and the whole voice cast was great and they've already announced a couple spin-offs that they want to do there i mean this movie's made a crap ton of money already it's gotten critical acclaim it might be getting some awards love we'll find out what, oscar love yeah i mean this will be nominated this is going to be just best animated because those ding dong bats can't figure anything but that, else but out but that is still but that's still a prestigious award from where it came from of being a cash grabber i'm ago. i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry we're, big side tangent and we're going to get into a huge fight over this but i don't care the academy awards is not prestigious it's a bunch of old let me farts. Fi- let me finish let me finish go ahead Prestigious to you and me? Absolutely not. Prestigious to within the industry where you say, I have an Oscar? Absolutely. You flash that thing around, you get a job anywhere. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, you can't get, argue it. Yeah, no, you're right there, but I don't think... That's what I mean by prestigious. Prestigious within the industry, and that's yes. about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it, gives, it gives off this allure of respect. I've won an Oscar. You have? No. I, oh, I thought you did. I was like, wow, that's like the best family kept secret. Well, but, but that's, hi, but that's hi, what I'm hi, saying right hi, there. Hi, I'm Arjuna, and I won. I have a, a Hello, Oscar man. Academy and Award winner. I hit it from the family forever. It's Arjuna Rumpapow. Uh, real side tension about... Um, the Academy? No, not just awards. Love, oh, I love bashing the Academy. Not, not the, just awards in general. NBC. It's actually not hard to be nominated for an Emmy. And there, so if you looked at like LinkedIn and stuff, you'll see like, I'm an Emmy nominated or Emmy winning producer. And so... How can so many people say that? How many Emmys are there? There's actually an Emmy award for every single state because the Emmys are TV, right? Yeah. So that means any local like TV station, you get your like, so let's take like the smallest state in the country, Rhode Island. They have the Rhode Island TV Emmys. So that means like the local news stations are going against each other. So if you have three and you're on one of them and you win best newscast and you work for that newscast, if you're the producer, you have an Emmy. I'm an Emmy award-winning news producer. When are they going to start doing, because you know, TV and movies are cool, but sure. we all know that the up-and-coming thing is like YouTube and live streaming. Well, those when are called are we the Webbies. Have the, they have them. The, the YouTube awards? Yes. They have a bu- there's like the Webbies, there's the YouTube Awards. Can there's like some YouTube podcast ones too. Can yeah. can uh, so YouTube channels can win that kind of stuff? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. The we- well, but the Webbies aren't. Um, I'm guessing they're not huge yet. So would no. you say like award shows are kind of the same as like bachelor degrees? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone's it's, got it's, one. It's just it's a way to pump up your resume. To be honest, like you know, if yeah, we may bash it, but guess what? If any of us want an Oscar or an Emmy. That's pretty much going to the top of the resume. Can we can we make a deal right now? If any of us win like a <coughs> quote unquote award or whatever, like an Oscar, or anything, can during that acceptance speech, can we just take the thing and drop it on the ground and walk away? I think I think ah, that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, we should all it's come up with suicide, uh, practice our. Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny because the, the uh, as of the recording of this podcast, I believe the Golden Globes are this weekend. Oh god, there's so many and shows now. We didn't even realize. We didn't send any reporter live you, on Wait, site. do you want to know how I knew I know this? When I was driving yesterday <laughs> on oh, Santa not, Monica. So not from your job, Juna. No. <laughs> no, when I was driving yesterday on Santa Monica Boulevard, they started already closing off some of the road because E was doing a live news hit for the Golden Globes. Like they had set their stage up uh, right by Beverly Hills. So, so like the Golden Globes, the Academy, and all of that fun stuff, sure. right? The, those award shows are like geared at like our parents' generation. I would be curious, like, to ask mom, did you know the Golden Globes were this weekend? She didn't. Uh, well, I was driving the car with her, and she's like, "The Golden Globes are this weekend." Wow! So even <laughs> like for the generation that this stuff is supposed to be targeted at, they don't even know. Fail. Yeah, well, yeah. Wow. I mean, hardcore the, fail. The award. I mean, uh, you guys are. I don't know if you're familiar with 
the controversy that's going on with the Oscars right now. Wait, with um, Kevin Hart yes. and his racist tweets or homophobic tweets? Yes, from, from 10 whatever. years ago. So he was announced as the host and then, like many things that... Has, with the whole... Wasn't a bunch of right-wing nut jobs? You know, people have been uh, pulling up old tweets and stuff of of celebrities to kind of and defame athletes. them and athletes. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Hart's were some, some uh, homophobic tweets where he's like, I'd hit my son if you said, like, my 10-year-old if you said he was gay. Oh, God. Um, and he apologized for them, and but then he decided to pull out uh, of the Oscars. So currently, the Oscars does not have a host. They actually haven't well, announced. They, they the offered new host. it back to him. Today, as of today, they offered it again. So they never, they never took the offer away. They, yeah, he they wanted that he backed out. So and the offer was still open. That's why they haven't filled it because they're hoping he would take it. And apparently, if he wasn't going to take it, they were going to go host list for the Oscars. They why should probably do that. Why? Do, so to bring it all the way back sure. to this, why don't they just have the Android Miles Morales? Yes. Do the Oscars? Didn't they yes. do that a few years ago? They had animated characters. Really? Present an award, which was like, which must have been an awful experience for the people in the. I mean, we're in a day and age set where he's a, yeah. I mean, so if you're there on in person and well, no, we have the technology now to do animated stuff in person. Yeah, absolutely. we have it. Like and holograms, for, yeah, holograms, 5G? Fi- yeah, five G guys, <laughs> and we also have it so that. You know, for the viewers at home, AR and stuff like that, you could totally do a digital presence. Yeah. And honestly, everybody should be doing digital presences because at the end of the day, you can control that digital presence. You don't have to worry about any tweets they say. You don't have to worry about their views because you control it all. It's perfect. Arjuna, you're fired. We're making you an animated character. Well, so basically, we all have avatars. Well, I mean, quick side tangent. Isn't that what we want to do with our Twitch streams? That is. We actually want to become Twitch puppets. We'll never age. We'll be ageless. Can I still be bald? Wait, can I have you another are. plug here? So for those listening to the podcast, if you want to watch the podcast while we do it live, we do Twitch uh, via Bad Tacos Media. So if you go to twitch.com and follow us on Bad Tacos Media, we, we Twitch all of the, our podcasts live when we do them. You can ask us questions while we're while we're streaming. Related we also, to the content. Right. And we also, you know, stream other stuff if you're interested in that. That's all I have to say. That commercial break was brought brought to you by Arjuna Sweater. By Head and Shoulders. Blue, blues to Dandruff. Blue and gray <laughs> with black dots. Ah, uh, blue and did gray, you make that blue up? and gray. What? By Head and Shoulders? Is that is that a legit thing or you just made that up? I I made that up. Like Head and Shoulders lose the dandruff? That's that's amazing. <laughs> well done. You should write blurbs for commercials. I'm, I'm, RJ, sick. Bro. I'm sick still, clearly. Do you think that you'll still be sick one. when this podcast is released into the world? I mean, we're, you're releasing it in a little bit, aren't you? That's probably true. Uh, but I, I think before we got on this huge tangent of uh, <coughs> awards, we were talking about spinoffs, right? We were talking about Spider-Man Noir and that there should be a spinoff, about there being a yes. Spider-Gwen spinoff. Yes. Uh, there's going to be a sequel to this movie. Yes. I'm saying yes as to all of that because it should all happen. D- so, like, so what do we want to see a spinoff of from this movie? Well, uh, personally, I would, I definitely want to see uh, uh, another Miles Morales a sequel, sequel because I'm a huge fan of the way they depicted that character. We should actually, actually, we haven't even mentioned this. Speaking of sequels, not to cut you off, Krishna. Even though I did, he looks kind of angry. Yeah, you totally cut him off. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Well, go I'm ahead. turning. I am turning. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I actually lost my train of thought, so. You can continue. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so there is an after credit scene 
within this movie that uh, depicts yes. uh, Spider-Man 2099. Yep. Definitely want to see that. And um, it's actually, uh, speaking of voice actors, it's a uh, Spider-Man voiced by Oscar Isaac um, from Perfect choice. Star Wars fame, Poe Dameron. <laughs> and uh, this Spider-Man is from the future? Yes. He's Question mark? So... <laughs> 2099. He's from 2099 because remember with interdimension and blah, 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 time can move differently in different dimensions. Yes. Physics 101. Come on. And yeah, so it depicts him. He was dur- he was there during all of those events, off in the side, I guess, watching and collecting data so he can make a, a wristband so he can jump between dimensions. Right. And then he decides he's going to go back to the beginning. I believe it was 1966. Or 67? I have no idea. Basically, <laughs> when the very first animated Spider-Man thing ever appeared on television, which is Spider-Man and Friends, and he jumps back to uh, what has now become a pretty hilarious meme where there are two Spider-Men pointing at each other. And instead of it being the two different Spider-Men, it's him in the 1960s style of his, his, car- his, of his suit pointing at the other Spider-Man. And them going back and forth saying, why are you pointing at me? You pointed at me first. That's uh, good. Which I think was really funny because it's playing into like our culture right now with memes and so forth. It would be kind of funny to see in like 20, 30 years, like a kid watching this and, and maybe the, if they understand that reference or not. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the spider that bit Miles Morales is yes. from the 2099s. Correct. Dimension. It, yeah, because the spider had uh, Archimax uh, on it and Archimax is a... Uh, a huge component of the 2099 like world. Is he Peter Parker? He's not. He is some lab technician. What's yes. this? Does anyone know his name off the top of their head? No. I would but assume he, but you would. He is I, I think he is he's a 100% of uh, Hispanic descent that character. Mm. The 2099 lab tech. But what, hence why they got Oscar Isaac. Yes. Oscar but I, I don't remember his so name. so I would assume that's setting up a sequel. Um, which I think it's for the sequel. They, they yeah, added him. And, and and from what I've read, it sounds like they want to focus on Miles and probably Spider Gwen's budding romance. They also want to do a spinoff of Spider Gwen with maybe some other female Spider Woman, uh, because there is like there is Spider Woman. There, there's a, there's a, a lot of female Spider uh, characters. So the character's name is Miguel. O'Hara. Yeah. And he becomes eventually the head of the genetics program at Alchemax, which is a gigantic corporation in that future world um, that owns everything, and he realizes they're kind of evil. There's also... No um, shit, Sherlock. There's also, because they're a genetics program, they're also working with the symbiotes, so there's some stuff there. He basically falls ill to an accident, and that kind of causes everything to start and spiral out of control. Speaking of spin, actually, uh, I just remembered reading this highly speculative article about spinoffs and about Sony and kind of their Spider-Man plans. So this is Sony's second Spider-Man movie that they've done since the new Marvel deal that stands away from the MCU. The first being Venom, this now being Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. A lot of the producers of Venom have talked about how they eventually want Venom to battle Spider-Man. And a lot of people have asked, well, for live action, that's not possible because the deal between Disney and Sony would preclude having Tom Holland's Peter Parker appear in Venom. Makes sense. Because And and a lot of people would assume, well, Sony's not going to cast a new Peter Parker and confuse audiences. 
with two live action Peter Parkers running around. And so some speculate with the popular popularity of Miles Morales, could we see a live action Miles Morales Spider Man go uh head to head with Venom? Tom Hardy's well, Venom. So so with the Sony Marvel deal does that exclude well? No, with the Sony Marvel deal, they can do anything they want on both sides, right? If if Marvel wanted to do Miles, they could. No, so no? Disney is limited with the assets Sony will share with them because it's an agreement. Gotcha. It's Sony's assets, the movie rights to Spider-Man, and all related, all related um, Spider-Man assets to that they own, the cinematic rights. Gotcha. And they have do decided with this agreement to share Peter Parker. Uh, they've decided to share Vulture, Mysterio, uh, um, Shocker, all the characters that appeared in like Ama- the Sinister Six or whatever. Amazing Spider-Man One and will be appearing in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Also, oh, they're shared assets. So they're sharing them between the two. Yeah. So, but Miles is excluded from that. They have. They haven't decided better. to share. Yeah. They haven't. They haven't shared them with it. And because they've now done movies outside of the MCU, they probably won't share them. Because well, uh, until because everything both, gets shut down. Well, because right, both studios don't want to have two live act. Like they don't. They're not going to want to have two live action Venoms turning around at the same time. Which, but it would I, be kind of. That would be really funny, actually. <laughs> yeah. I th- I want them to do it. Tom Hardy and. Cillian Murphy both as the Venom. <laughs> Cillian Wait, Murphy? So you picked Cillian Murphy? Really? I, I was just thinking Batman in my head, so I was thinking Batman villains. Nice. Christian Bale, go big or go home. <laughs> like, get Christian Bale to bulk up <laughs> again. And just be this angry person that, you know, hits people. No, knowing, knowing Marvel, they'd be like, let's get The Rock to be Venom. <sighs> yeah, it would be a nice goofy take. Yeah. I am the Venom! Is that, is that your rock impression? That's a terrible impression of the rock. But I mean, if, is it terrible? If or is it Dwayne Johnson was it? around here, he would probably <laughs> hit you. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? No, I do not. So, what do we think? Do we think Miles Morales versus Venom? I, I'd be that'd be interesting. Uh, I don't know. That would be you're talking about live action, though, right? Yeah. So, who would you want if that happened to well, play Miles? Well, does it have to be live action, or could they just not? I mean, well, they're doing a animated. Venom sequel. Venom made too much money for them not to do a live action sequel. So then they're not going to do Miles in the sequel. They shouldn't. It's yeah. not going to happen. So all the producers keep saying <laughs> Spider Man's going to show up in Venom two. It'll probably be Spider-Man 2099 or something. Why not Miles Morales? Because they've established him as his own separate thing in an animated universe. Once again, I think it's still within the same realm of like, you don't want to confuse your audience. But I don't I don't think audiences would be confused because it's an animated movie versus a live action movie. So they're going to assume already it's, it's different. different. Yeah. So you can do, oh, but now that you've prepped audiences to being, there's more than just a Peter Parker Spider-Man. I would argue Miles Morales is the most well-known non-Peter Parker Spider-Man now. Yes. And so that would make sense. I think people would love it that, oh, we're getting a live-action Miles Morales so soon. And then and then they would be like, oh, now we can spin off from Venom to live-action Miles Morales Spider-Man movies. That's the Sony plan. That's interesting. I don't think it's going to happen. Long-term bet? I don't think they're that intelligent. I don't think it's intelligence. It's nothing to do with it. It's all about money. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... It would make money. I don't foresee that happening. You don't think they're going to try and overstuff Venom 2 with as many characters as they can to spin off in other films? If Venom Venom 2 was announced and they... It was going to have Miles Morales in it, would would you feel a little bit more compelled to go see it in theaters? I would. 
No, because Venom was a terrible film. Venom. Yeah, I agree. We are um, Venom. But the comedy between Venom and Eddie Brock was hilarious. Was Eddie. so bad. It was not that. Eddie. It was bad. There's, I mean, Aquaman I will, was worse. Yeah, I agree with you. The Aquaman was probably worse than the Venom, but it. I would Venom's say Aquaman was better than Venom. Still oh. a terrible movie. Oof, I Something disagree. I just don't care about. <clears throat> Venom. Which we still did. we still actually Aquaman coming to you live oh uh, soon I should say wait we're gonna do an Aquaman party really we have to we have to oh it's a, it'll be an easy one to bet oh my god it's gonna be a ten minute podcast did we, uh, we so but who would we want Miles Morales to be played by Oscar Isaac that doesn't make sense if <laughs> why we, not uh, Miles Morales why not it's different than the animated stuff right? you know the kid that played uh, the Blue Power Ranger in the live action Power Rangers movie. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm getting confused. Miles Morales, not a uh, 2099 guy. I would want that. My bad. Who was the guy that voiced him in this movie? He's he's a pretty young actor. He's been in a couple things. He was in a, an HBO show or Netflix show or something. Um, he's actually stated, because he was asked a question, he's like, I would want to play the live-action Miles Morales a- across from Tom Hardy's Venom. Oh, wow. He legit said that? He said that. <laughs> well, well, there you go. <coughs> Yeah, who is it? I mean, just because that voice actor wants to do something doesn't mean it's going to happen. True. Uh, Shameek, Shameek Moore. Moore. Well, what does he look like? Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, he could probably do it. Yeah. But That's I cute. don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. Long-term bet. It's it's here live. So, yeah. So, uh, what did we think? Yes, are we at that time? Of oh. <laughs> The movie. Well, let's go back to Chris's original opening remark, which was, Finally. you know, best animated film of oh, 2018. Yes. He's Christian wants to make the argument that it's the best film of 2018. Well, no, it, I'm not saying it is, but it, it should. I think it should be in the conversation. Hands I think out. it's definitely top five for me. Yeah, of 2018. I I think I think if Can movies you, were based on being snapshots of what's culturally important, this movie had its finger on the pulse the entire time. Uh, like anything, like in terms of the the. The pop culture, what the youths consider important, will and what they stop, like. Will you both stop saying the youths? The youths of the this and country, the and this world. You know, uh, I'm just saying. Like, I think this movie is it, go beyond what it is as, as in terms of an entertaining movie. I, I, it, it, it just knew what it was doing. Even you know, with the bringing that Spider-Man meme, right, and and making fun of that. So yeah, I think it should totally be considered for best movie. Of Isn't the year. that what art is supposed to be? There was like a representation of culture at the time. But I mean, you could make an argument that that that's one of its roles for sure. So it doesn't have to be, but so then it is art. Yes, it is. What art. about is where does art. this rank for Spider-Man movies? The number best. one, the best, hands down. What's I'm number close. two? Spider-Man 3, specifically, where he's walking down the street. Also, I love the fact that they, <laughs> they called that out. It, they yeah. referenced oh, it. Oh, my that was nice. gosh. That was amazing. That was great. I'm so happy they did that. I'm honestly surprised Sony because, let them keep it Because in. I made a joke yeah, to you all before where I was like, oh, you need to watch Spider-Man 3. There's a reference. And I pulled that out of my butt. Of course. Like, I made did. that up. And then they did it. I was like, wow. They listened. It all worked out. It was all part of the plan. Yeah. Actually, how would you rank them? I would put, I would put uh, Into the Spider-Verse number one. And then I'd probably put... The first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, number two. Where would you put number three, Spider-Man two? Wait, what? <laughs> no, I would say Into the Spider-Verse is number one. Yeah. Uh, then I would say uh, Spider-Man two with Tobey Maguire. Mm. And then the Tom Holland uh, Homecoming is number three. Mm. I like that more than the first Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Yeah. The first Spider-Man's, I think, just... 
the, it's special though because it was the first live action adaptation. It was a movie that was made before superhero movies were a genre, and I think it's one of the most faithful adaptations yeah. of a comic book. It's there's something so innocent about it. Yeah, true, but I don't feel like it lives up to. It or, doesn't last time. I think it's still. It I think it's, time. it doesn't I, last time. I think. I think the, the, the first two Tobey Maguire movies are still very enjoyable movies. Yeah. No, no, no. They're, they're definitely enjoyable, but you know when you look like at, at an older film. Sure. Like, that film is almost twenty years. It doesn't old. hold up. Yeah. It doesn't hold up. I think it does. I mean, I the mean, end. They use, they use a lot of practical effects, which yeah. is great. Yeah. And the suit and everything, but. Culturally, you know, like if we go back to like um, Aunt May and everything, with the fact sure. that she's just like damsel in distress or whatever, it's just, it's just, you look at it and you're like, oh man, that's so the old way sure. or whatever, or the old school. So, you know, it's an enjoyable film, but, I, you know, I don't look at it as something like it will necessarily last the, um, the Ides of Times. I don't think Homecoming will either, though. Probably not. So I, think, I, I think the only one that will last time is this. Miles, um, no, no, into the Spider Verse one. The movie, it's not movie's roles to last forever, though. Like, like we said, they're snapshots into the, the cultural, the, the cultural time of that time. So, like Spider Man, the Tobey Maguire ones, they're like good relics. You want to go back and see what time was like back then? Boom, watch those movies. A bunch of the early. Can I say it? No. Dial up time. internet. What were you gonna say? I can't say it. What were you gonna? I mean, censoring my own podcast. Well, so I'll say it. it's not your podcast. It's my podcast. Our podcast. I'm the host. Is it that time? Well, Krishna, do you, do you have to go somewhere? I do have to. Uh, I, 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 take I have something two. coming out of my butt. A is brown that what snake. That smell is? I don't smell anything, but probably. Oh, my God. Okay, Arjuna, was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse good? It was not good. It was great. Wow. It was very good. I, I loved it. Just need a one-word answer here, bro. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's the, the show. That's it. Krishna, yes, was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse good? Yes, yes. Chase, yes, it was incredible. Ravi was into was Spider uh, was Spider-Man into the is it Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse or yes. just into Spider-Man the, Into the Spider-Verse? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, good. Yes. See what I did there? It's a one-word answer, guys. What the fuck? And would you watch? I said it? Yes. Would you watch it again? Hell yes. yeah. Yes. I have yeah. seen it three times. Wait, really? Yeah. When did you see it two more times? In my dreams. Ooh. Well, that's not watching it again. That's dreaming alternative versions. Do you think we're ever going to get a point into life where the studio's like, you can't dream about the movie? We own that. Do you think we're ever going to get to a point in life for people that can't dream but want some type of dreams where you can like consume media while you sleep subconsciously? Oh, my God. When you figure that out, the advertisers are going to love you. Damn! Like, think about that. You like advertise yeah, while you sleep. So but you basically want to sell Inception in real life. Yeah, why not? Mm, nice. How do we know that's not already happening? Anyway, well, for I mean, those listening, a... thanks for listening. <laughs> this was was it good? We just finished reviewing Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. As I kind of figured, everyone here loved it. Yes, it did live up to the hype. If you haven't seen it, go see it. This is the Was It Good podcast. You can find us on iTunes. Spotify or whatever you use to listen to your Google podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Was It Good and on Instagram at Was It Good BTM. For us, here, so dirty. for us here in the studio, BTM. make sure you are doing well in life and as always, go and swing into action. Go Red Sox, bitch. <laughs>